0: Listen friendship entertainment Cinema Seven <music> <styles> This old town can slow you down people taking the easy way but I know exactly where and getting closer closer every day. And I'm almost there. I'm almost there. down here think I'm crazy this is Mario B and you're listening to cinema 7 welcome all the people who have been listening and welcome to anyone who's just discovering us uh, this is Cinema 7 we are an entertainment podcast we talk about movies TV shows comics games. All that type of stuff. Uh, Life experiences, um, sometimes a little bit, not a lot, politics, depending on how it irks us and how impactful it is and how we can use the podcast as a platform to uh, send a better message. But today, wait a second, you forgot about me, your guest. Ah, that's right, I forgot. And with me today is my co-host... Mario B. Thank you. Thank you for having me on this episode. I really appreciate it. Hey, you're very welcome. You're very much welcome here at any time on my podcast. I think you mean my podcast. I don't know about that. You're on my show. OK, you're my guest. OK, you're my co-host today. I'm the host, Mario B. Yeah, but as the guest, you know, I, I think it's my show today. OK, instead of us sitting here arguing all day, OK, do, do, do you Do you want to go over what we're talking about today, or do you want me to go over what we're talking about today? No, 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 you go ahead. Go ahead. You tell them what we're talking about today. Okay, since that nonsense is over with, so what I'm here to talk to you about today is my top ten movies so far this year, because the podcast is ending, and I'm not going to be doing a uh, top ten at the end of the year. Uh, But I will be doing a top ten for movies and TV shows so far this year. And uh, i maybe be talking about some of the new Ms. Marvel episodes, The Boys uh, on Amazon Prime. I'm going to be talking about my rewatch of Doctor Strange and a bunch of other stuff on this episode. Uh, let's see. Um, is there any news or noteworthy things I can discuss? I do like how people are wearing suits to go watch Minions Rise of Gru. I think that is hilarious. I think you should keep it up. I know movie theaters are starting to ban people from doing that, which I don't understand why. Who cares? Unless people are being disruptive and stuff in the movie, while the movie is playing, I think it doesn't matter and I think you should let people do whatever they want to do. They want to support this movie by wearing suits and ties and because it's not really that great of a movie and the Minions is ridiculous, let the people do it. You know, stop banning it. It's only making you money. But if these people are being disruptive in the movie theater, that's a whole different story. Well, as your guest, I I need to interrupt you there because uh, apparently, okay, Mario B, apparently they are throwing bananas. They're clapping at like all the scenes, disrupting the movie while there's kids in the theater, mind you. Okay, so these people are being very disruptive. They're doing a lot of disruptive things, and I think it's disrespectful. Well, I didn't know that, and I appreciate you telling me because now I'm going to say that these people wearing suits, these teenagers wearing suits, the minions, is uh, they need to respect the other people in the theater, especially if there's kids or there's families, and they need to knock it off. If you want to go, just watch the movie in a suit, go ahead. But if you're going to be disruptive, that's yeah, that's disrespectful, and that's you're a jerk. Let's see what else I've seen. Oh, well, I've seen images for the Barbie movie. And it looks like everyone and their mother online is going ape shit for this Barbie movie stuff. We haven't gotten a trailer yet. It's just like behind the scenes photos and some videos people recorded uh, of the movie being filmed. I guess people are excited for who's playing Barbie and Ken. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm indifferent. I've played with Barbies as a kid because I had cousins who've had Barbies. Um, Somehow we had Barbies left at our house, so I guess I played with them like they were wrestling action figures. But uh, other than that, you know, I have no connection to Barbie, so uh, maybe this movie will be cool. Maybe it's just going to be fan-pandering. I have no idea. Uh, It could be interesting. I'm not really... I don't understand why, out of nowhere, this is the movie that everyone is all of a sudden going to be excited to see. Since I'm speaking a lot about superheroes, uh, DC, Ezra Miller, they are not bringing him back as the Flash ever again. If the stuff that he's been doing is true, then I agree, never bring him back as the Flash again. And it's sad, because I really liked him as the Flash in uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. He had a lot of charisma, He he was very funny in some of the movies where he was able to let loose that comedic uh aspect so i I think he was good as the flash and i am excited to see the flash movie i just think that ezra miller for the stuff that he's been doing or what has come out of him he's a piece of shit and i'm glad they're not going to use him again it just sucks because he was a good flash and i felt like we were going to get a really good flash cinematic uh, showcase And we're not going to get it. And uh, I did see it. Speaking of DC, I did see a picture of the four cinematic uh, Gothams. So there's Burton's Gotham, uh, as in Tim Burton, for the Batman and Batman Returns. I think they kind of leave out Jerry Bruckheimer's uh, Gotham from Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Because it's kind of molded after Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, that's more, like, dystopian mixed with a little gothic theme. There's, uh, Christopher Nolan's Gotham. There's the DCEU's Gotham. And then there's, um, Matt Reeves' Gotham from The Batman. I don't know which one I like better. Probably Tim Burton, because that's the Batman I grew up on, and, and I like how different it is, and how I like the gothic style of his Batman the Batman universe as a whole, I like that gothic element, the dark kind of 60s tone with the, uh, it, it's it's like if you take a very bright and big metropolis and you go to this dark and gloomy version of Gotham, I think it, it it's a cool dynamic for Tim Burton, Tim Burton's Batman. I did like Matt Reeves' universe, but from the wide shots I've seen in this picture, I gotta say the DCEU had a really cool looking Gotham, in my opinion. Uh, Gotham looked neat in Batman Batman Begins, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. What's your favorite Gotham? Let me know what your favorite Gotham is from the cinematic movies. And because it's on my mind, and I'm speaking about cities, uh, this is the most beautiful segue ever. Uh, I did go to Pride norfolk virginia nor Norfolk, as they say here uh me saying norfolk is not correct but i'm not from here so i'm gonna say it weird and i had a lot of fun at pride it was it was really nice uh it was a little hot outside but other than that the atmosphere the energy everything was wonderful um if you can go to a pride go to a pride it's it's uh the vibe is great, it's all about love, and people are expressing themselves in the best way possible, and it's just fun. I am talking about superheroes today, and I did re Doctor Strange, and I don't know what to think. Um, on one hand, I think the re-watch of Doctor Strange made it seem almost like I'm watching a classic superhero movie from like the early 2000s. And then on the other hand, I don't know if it held up when I watched it at home. In the movie theater, I even talked about it, I really liked it because it, it made Doctor Strange feel like he was his, in his own universe, his, it was a standalone, um, I think I, I already went over some of the things I liked about it. I liked the Sam Raimi elements of the movie where he was allowed to borrow from shots from the evil dead and he borrowed uh stuff from spider-man 2 um i really liked dr strange and the dynamic with with christine and and their relationship and where it was at there was a lot i liked in dr strange there was a lot i didn't like in dr strange and when i rewatched it on my tv at home for some reason it didn't hold up to me Maybe I felt more things were corny. Uh, maybe I felt that the plot wasn't as good or as strong as it could have been. Um, I still think the Illuminati wa- part was kind of pointless, but I don't know. I, I, I'm maybe I'll try rewatch Doctor Strange down the road again, Multiverse of Madness, but uh, I don't know. What do you think? Did you rewatch it at home? Did you? See it again after you saw it in theaters? Did you watch it for the first time? What did you think? Apparently, Spider Man No Way Home is going to be on Netflix, but I also heard it could be on one of the other apps. So I, I don't know where it's going, but I hope it comes out soon on an app because I want to rewatch it again. I know it's coming out in theaters again. I don't know if I want to pay that money to go see it in theaters again. Uh,. I know there's a lot of extra content that's going to be added with it. Re-release into theaters. So maybe I'll go check it out. I'm conflicted. Miss Marvel. That's on Disney Plus, so I can segue into that. Um, Something about these Marvel shows in the middle of their first season of the series run. uh, Loses me. I really like... Uh, the first two episodes of Miss Marvel, something about the beginning of the character, the developing aspect, the learning about everything, the you discovering as this character discovers their abilities, their powers, um, them before becoming a hero and them using who they were to be this great uh, character and not and using that to be a great superhero, I really like. Something about episode three uh, didn't sit well with me. I love everything about the, the wedding. I hated the end of the wedding with the action and the chasing her through uh, the building and all that. Something about the action in this show bothers me. and It's not that the action isn't bad. I just don't want it. I want to see more, maybe a slice of life with Ms. Marvel. Maybe that's what I want but i can't i can't put my finger on it there's something about the first two episodes that had a style to it that i feel like stylistically they lost in the last two episodes because of the action they're trying to incorporate and maybe it's the uh how fast you're getting this info as the show goes along each week because there's only two episodes left, which all my shows are going to end soon. as Marvel's going to end, the Orville New Horizons is ending around the same time, and so is Star Trek Strange New Worlds. The Boys is ending around the same time. I what am I going to watch? I'm not wanting to I'm not going to watch Chris Pratt in the terminal list on Amazon, so forget that. Netflix, I feel like, is Not really putting out any shows because all the shows that I did like, they canceled. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I do love everything that they incorporate about her family, about her culture. I just think that the, the same issues they made with Moon Knight is they're giving you too much information too fast because the show is only six episodes that you you're trying to process all the information, they're adding this action, and you're not getting a lot of character growth or development like you once were in the first two episodes. So it's like they were taking their time, then they had to quicken the pace because they're already halfway through the, the series, and now they're trying to amp it up with this action. And I just think it's, it lost its, um, its charm with the last two episodes. But, you know, that's not technically, that's just my opinion. You know, I I don't want to, I don't want it to seem like I, I hate on the show for it uh, being action-y or, or, you know, changing locations or anything like that. Because I, I like the culture. I like the, the family. And, and I like this being, this showing. Middle Eastern or Muslim and Pakistanian um, characters and their life on a show that's highly uh funded and produced and uh you know put on a big a a big platform. I really dig all that. I don't want people to think that I'm hating on it for those things at all. It's it's mostly change of style, um, the action, and I I guess I just want a Miss Marvel slice of life show, in all honesty. And you know, I I was relating to the character because of the daydreaming, her imagination, uh, you know, her um her goofiness and her being from Jersey and I, I was relating to all that as a as an individual. So, you know, I, I guess I just want Miss Marvel's slice of life. And I'm tired of them also throwing a new boy at her to like. It seems like episode two, here's a boy you like. Episode four, here's a boy you could like. Stop giving her boys to like, okay? She has one boy, and that's Bruno, her best friend, okay? And I will ship them to the end of the earth. No other boys. Knock it off. I think the boys right now, which apparently only has one or two episodes left, is uh, really good. Now, last week they debuted the the episode or the hero gasm, and they made a big deal about this. They promoted it. They pushed it like it was going to be this crazy. uh, It's the most wild thing you'll ever see. And in my opinion, it wasn't as ridiculous as they made it out to be uh i think when you start off the season with a guy shrinking and going into another man's pee hole you uh which pee hole is the the hole in the tip of your penis i don't know how you top that in all honesty so i don't think the hero gasm was really that bad not only that they did the uh extended penis arm guy in the last season. So, which he made a return, which is kind of funny. Maybe the most shocking part of this episode might have been the ice dildo or you know, the squid thing. You, you they kind of built it up so you saw it coming and uh, no pun intended and <laughs> So, so I guess that didn't really that didn't really shock me. Maybe maybe the the giant jizz explosion uh, that might have been, which you didn't really see where it came from, you just saw it land on the character. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. It it wasn't as wild as I thought it was going to be, but it was a good episode because it showed a rift between. Are continuing the rift between Huey and Starlight, Annie or Anne or uh, whatever the character's name is. Yeah, I just, you know, that that's it's kind of heartbreaking because, like I said, you root for them, you want them to be together, and because uh y- you you act like they're real people, and you're like Huey, what the fuck are you doing? You know, this person loves you; they want the best for you. Stop. And in the newest episode, the latest one, they kind of show that she still really cares about Huey, and she calls Butcher to tell him, like, hey, you guys need to knock it off. So she still really cares about Huey. Um, so hopefully Huey gets the fucking memo and chills out. I mean, he might have already, his, his time in, with Starlight might have already passed, which is a shame. So we'll see. Uh, The latest episode also did a deep dive into Butcher, which was, you know, you you really started to grow with Butcher. You want to see him succeed because of what they did with his past and showed. But then he kind of makes a mistake at the end of the episode. So that was uh, disheartening. Makes you want to punch Butcher right in the balls. And they also kind of gave you a little backstory onto Black Noir's character, which they used a lot of old Disney cartoon animals, and that was pretty out there, how uh, his psyche works and how psychotic he probably is, or all the things that he sees. But it was really well done. You felt through his mask, through his, even him not doing anything, you felt just by the posture, his emotions. Of what was going on, what he was seeing, which is really good. You kind of find out, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, okay, I'll give you about five seconds. At the end of the episode, they tease that Homelander is the son of Soldier Boy. Which, now now you gotta deal with Soldier Boy and Homelander together? Like, what are you gonna do? But I, I just wanted to talk about Miss Marvel and the boys for a little bit, especially Hero Gasm. Like I said, I didn't think it was as bad as they made it out to be. I've seen some more wild stuff previously in this season and last season. But I, I guess I can I can jump into uh my top ten and some of them some of those. So I did want to mention before I get into my top ten, and this is gonna be wild. Three Major movies in the entirety of 2022, and when I mean major, I mean stuff that's highly produced, highly marketed uh, throughout the year, they only have, there's only three that have a black actor as the first billing name. Two major movies in 2022 have a Asian lead, uh, so I I. Researched or looked up that there are roughly around 60 major anticipated movies of 2022, and besides the five I mentioned, the rest of the movies are led by a white actor. When I say actor, uh, I'm being inclusive. I mean actress or actor. Uh, I'm just saying actor in general, no, no matter the gender. Um, but, I th- but this is what people mean by when they say representation matters and why there still needs to be more inclusion in entertainment and media. I did a little research. So let's start off with, um, let me go over my TV shows now. Uh, I have honorable mentions for TV shows, it's only two, and I know these seasons aren't over yet, but, well, one of them is. The Umbrella Academy Season 3 had me uh, staying up late just to finish episodes or or to finish, or I had to watch another one. You know, I just had to watch another episode. Uh, Very irresponsible of me, but uh, I had to watch another episode. The Boys Season 3, already one of my favorites. It's not done yet, so I can't put it on the top five, but it might be there. Uh, number five, Obi Wan Kenobi, um, a Star Wars show. I feel like for Mario B should be higher, but you know, I pointed out in the last episode, it's weaknesses and and things that uh I didn't like. I I think I, I don't know if I didn't went too deep into it, but there are some things that that bothered me, and I wish it could have been better. But I still stuck with it, and, and I had to watch it every week. And it was a show that, you know, I was amped to watch every time an episode dropped. So I had to put it in number five. Uh, Number four, I would put Miss Marvel at number four, but it's not over yet. And like I said, it's kind of losing me here in in, with episode four. So I guess I could put it in its place. The Bear on Hulu. Uh, It's a really good show. Um, It's about a a guy who goes back to Chicago to take over his brother's food business. it's like a you know, a, a greasy hole in the wall that the townspeople really love. Um, and he's trying to turn it around. Uh, his brother uh, committed suicide. He left the business to his friend, but uh, the friend and the brother they call themselves cousins, and they're not really they're just close because of, the, of his brother. He goes there to take over as head chef in the kitchen, and he really wants to turn it around and, and make it into a, a legit, uh, serious eatery place. And he, you know he's had experience. They kind of flash back to uh, him being a gourmet chef and him learning the trade and the ways and, and being pressured into having patience and showing the things that he experienced with that and he gets he gets really frustrated and it takes a little while for him to adapt but he finds a family in the people in the kitchen and it's also about you know another character who she uh i guess her dad really loved this restaurant so she comes there to work and and she knows who the head chef is and she's also wants to be a you know a Uh, a chef of herself, and you see her uh, looking up to him for inspiration, but then becoming her own. It's a a really good show. I could talk about it for the whole podcast, but go see The Bear on Hulu. Uh, Number three is Peacemaker. I thought Peacemaker was really good. I had to watch each episode when it came out. Um, Overall, it was a really fun show, and uh, I really enjoyed watching it. Number two is Righteous Gemstones season two, another must see. I love comedy, especially this type of comedy, uh, and all the things they're making fun of. It's pretty great. Um, it's one of the better shows I've seen so far this year. Uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds already, and though it's not over yet, is probably my number one show of the year, and it probably would have been. Uh, At the end of the year. That's how good it is. Uh, The last episode. It's very alien themed. The way the Gorn are. Burst out of people. And how they're born. From inside people. The camera angles. The dark hallways and corridors. and uh, There's some Alien 3 vibes. With the way the Gorn chase. The people. Uh, around and they're, you can see their from their point of view and it's just very alien like it's it, it, and I didn't think that Star Trek and alien could blend well together and it did in this episode and I really liked it uh spoiler alert okay I'll give you another 5 seconds there's a character that dies at the end of the episode and I don't think they should have died. I thought that was a pointless, pointless, pointless character death. And speaking of uh latest episode, the Orville New Horizons latest episode, you need to go fucking watch that episode. It is emotional, it is uh, heart-wrenching, um, it is a must see, okay, for today's society to not under not only understand uh people who struggle with identity. Not only to understand trans community, you can learn from this episode a better way to love people for who they are, and it, just go watch the episode. I think it's called The, the Tale of Two Topas, uh, which is, you know, if you've watched season two, you know what I'm talking about. So those, those are my top five TV shows. Um, you know, there's still some movies I want to see this year. Obviously, Flash. Uh, I have to finish The Northmen. I haven't finished that yet. Thor, Love and Thunder. Nope. I really want to see Nope. I'm a big uh, alien UFO person. I, I don't believe in it per se, but I'm all about looking that stuff up. So I can't wait for that. Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. Hocus Pocus 2. Halloween Ends. Shazam and Black Adam. uh, I'm all excited for these. My honorable mentions. Okay, I only have, I guess I do have five. I thought I only had three. But uh, Phoenix Rising, which is a documentary on HBO with Evan Rachel Wood uh, talking about her experiences of um, abuse and assault um, and being taken advantage of by Marilyn Manson and how she's pushing. Using that and, and, and trying to be an inspiration to other women and push into law certain uh, things to protect women from abuse and and rape. And it's a really good documentary, and I recommend it to anybody. Uh, it will definitely open your mind uh, with, you know, or, or make you overthink about how... How many women in Hollywood or, or music videos or anything could, or who probably could have been taken advantage of without you knowing. Death on the Nile is an honorable mention. It was, uh, it was pretty good. You know, I watched it with uh, John Kanoki in the movie theater, my best friend. He's a podcast co-host for a long time. We watched that in the movie theater and cause I think we saw the first one together. So John was like, Hey, we gotta go see Death on the Nile. But uh, I I enjoyed it. It was a good uh, movie-going experience, so it's an honorable mention. Uh, Fresh, that's on Hulu with Sebastian Stan. And I forget her name. I should have looked that up. She's in the uh, Under the Banner of Heaven show with Andrew Garfield. He uh, catfishes women, basically, to... uh, Kidnap them and steal their body parts and sell their meat to rich people, but they get revenge in the end. So it's a good revenge, and that's why I liked it. Uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is on here as honorable mention. I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was pretty funny. It, it, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, Fire Island also on Hulu. It's about a group of friends who are gay and they go to this island every year to sell to I guess just get away and have a vacation and um you know they they meet a friend there who won money from a lawsuit and she has a house where they can all stay at and they pretty much party all week and 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 just enjoy themselves and I really enjoyed this because you don't really get to see a lot of uh, gay rom-coms, and I thought it was a, a really um, fun movie that I think our society needs right now, just to normalize uh, you know, pride, LGBTQ, and, and, and that gay love can, can be normal. So I, I really enjoyed it. Top 10 movies of this year so far. Right now at number 10, I have Moonfall. That's mostly because of the movie experience. It's barely hanging in there at number 10. It might become an honorable mention by the end of the year. Number 9 is Spiderhead. A Netflix movie with Chris Hemsworth and uh, Miles Teller. And uh, the, the girl that played uh, Black Canary. She was also... On Lovecraft Country, she's really, really good. Uh, She's a good actor. But uh, I I really enjoyed this movie in a a way, and I I can't explain why fully. Maybe I should do an episode about it. Uh, I I did really dig what I I saw. Number eight would be Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Now, it was lower, but I moved it up since I rewatched it at home. Right now, Sonic 2 is at 7. Uh, number 6 is Netflix's The Adam Project. So, The Adam Project is on Netflix uh, with Ryan Reynolds. There's a part in this movie where he has to leave his wife after not seeing her for, uh, I don't know how long, but, uh, or thinking that she's been dead. It, this, how emotional... It got me, Uh, that sold me on this movie, so uh, it's number six. Uh, Right now number five is Brian and Charles. I gave this movie an 8.5 out of 10. I, I can't really see anything wrong with it, so maybe it should be a 9 out of 10. It might be higher. Right now number four is Turning Red, but the more I think about Brian and Charles, I might switch these positions here. Number three is The Outfit. Uh, I talked a little bit about it. I showed what John's rating was on the Instagram page. Uh, the outfit was really, really good. I think I talked about it a little bit. Um, number two so far, right now, on my top 10 is the Batman. I really enjoyed this. Uh, for a hot minute, I did a superhero role play on Discord with a couple of buddies of mine, and I made a character that was highly inspired by Robert Passon's Batman. And, uh, the more I, I got into making that character and role playing that character, um, the more it made me realize how much I actually liked the Batman. And then I realized that this role playing thing is a, a little not for me, but I still like the Batman. So it's number two, stays there. Uh, I flip flopped that in the, the outfit a lot. Number two, the Batman. Number one. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a 10 out of 10 in my book. I didn't see anything wrong with this movie. It made me cry. It was uh, freaking unbelievable. It was awesome. If you haven't seen it, as I keep saying, go see this movie or buy it, rent it, whatever you have to do. See everything, everywhere, all at once. It's fantastic. It's my number one movie of the year so far. Uh, You know, This changes a lot throughout the year, so who knows what it will be what it will be at the end of the year. Um, unfortunately, I won't update you. This has been a longer episode than the last few. I really wanted to give my top 10 of the year since we're halfway through 2022. And since we won't be doing a top 10 episode at the end of the year in, since I'm editing the podcast, so I wanted to get that out there and see what people would say, see what people you know had on their list so far if people do that uh, or if it's just me and and me liking to write down things and write lists down and overthink everything that I do and in, in in my mind or you know I, I've been editing these podcasts with with self love quotes and I wanted to address you know not only stuff I brought up last episode but just in general you know I, It may seem from the the advice that I'm giving that I have my shit together or that I'm not dealing with my own emotions or my own conflictions with self-love towards myself or even self-doubt in general. And I think I've mentioned it that I do deal with that type of thing, but in my mind, I provide the self-love stuff at the end of the podcast because it helps me. And I get to try to help others in the process. I deal with my own self-hate. I struggle with self-doubt. I don't love myself the way I've been trying to give advice. I, I just struggle with... uh treating myself better or making myself a priority. Uh I, I struggle with loving who I am. In all reality, I I just I don't put myself above anybody. You know, I I'm not I don't see myself as this great person. So I'm not trying to show you I'm this great loving individual. You know, I, I I have my negative qualities, and it's mostly my anxiety and my insecurities I don't know like I struggle a lot with uh stuff, you know when a loved one tells you that you don't provide anything, you know, it kind of changes your whole perspective on your own accountability and your own responsibilities. Just every day I'm overthinking everything that I do, and this is one of the reasons why I do the self-love and self-care at the end of the episodes. To, not to harp on my past relationship, and I know I keep bringing that up on our entertainment podcast, uh, but I beat myself up about what I negatively impacted, and, and, it, and it hurts me every day. And, and And the reason that I'm being vulnerable and open on the podcast is that maybe I can lead by example and show that you can... Tell people these things. You can be honest and open about, you know, not only your positives, but your negatives and, you know, the the things that you can work on, the things that you can communicate to others with about, you know, what if you're in a relationship? Communicate the things that you're still working on, communicate the things that you're not good at, but that you'll work towards for that relationship. You know, you can communicate uh, to even your friends about, um, you know how you see them in your life, or or how you take things, and and maybe they'll be able to process that and learn how to uh, you know communicate with you, and that's why you have to learn to communicate with uh, whoever, and no matter what relationship you're in, because people have to learn each other and have to grow with each other, and that's why you set boundaries and things like that. Like it, it's all a learning experience. And you develop and learn how to deal with people's anxieties and insecurities and especially if you really care about them. And you learn how to love another person and it's, it's all a work in progress. It's not just, hey, fix yourself right away and then you can, you know, be better for me and for you and whatever. You no, know, you're always working on yourself constantly. And I'm not trying to paint anyone as the bad guy or victimize myself, you know, this is all about just being open and sharing and trying to get what's in me out. And hopefully anybody out there who feels like me can get that out. And I think this is part of the advice I'm going to give today is if you're dealing with being in a dark place mentally. And like I said, being vulnerable and open with people that care about you is definitely something you need to do to not keep swallowing that knot of negativity more and more. You need to not only forgive yourself to truly move forward, but you have to forgive the other parties involved. It's harder than than saying it. Learning to let go is hard. It's a process. But uh, loving yourself is definitely a part of the growing aspect of getting past this stuff. Focus on being someone who loves. So, if you're in a place where you don't love yourself, it's hard to take that leap just to instantly do that. And I said it last week, it takes constant practice and it's it's like building muscles you know you're you're building uh thoughts in your brain you're practicing positivity to towards yourself you have to focus on what you love about the people in your life you have to focus on what you appreciate um you just have to focus on the positivity and know you're going to get there and it's harder than it is but it's like working out just for your brain um you have to really ask yourself how you want to be loved and you need to start loving yourself in those ways do you want people to criticize you judge you or berate you or would you rather want people to offer you kindness compassion and acceptance you have to start imagining, you have to start loving yourself in those ways as well. You know, I talk about this before, but stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop comparing yourself to shoulda, coulda, woulda, or whatever. You know, you got, you got to take baby steps in creating the life that you're looking for. You ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. It's, that's the toughest thing to do. Trust me. I cannot ask for help at all. And I still struggle with asking for help. And, and, um, so again, it's not an easy thing to do, but being vulnerable and being open about some of the things that is going on with you is a beginning step to that process of asking for help. And if you're not there yet to be open with people, then you really need to start writing things down. And you need to find a, an outlet through paper, through pen, through your phone, through uh, the, the notes in your phone, through uh, whatever it can be. Text yourself. Text something. Write it down. Any way you can write it down will definitely help you get it out and will help that beginning process of, of being open with others, what's, with what's going on with you. And that's all I have for this week's podcast. I hope the things I talked about, the advice I gave, I hope that helps you. And I think me talking about those things has helped me on this episode, me being open, me being vulnerable. Um, And again, I'm not trying to uh, call people out. I'm not trying to say I'm perfect. I'm not trying to say that other people are evil or it's all about growing, moving forward every day. And I, I know for me personally, I, I'm always constantly learning something new about myself. And whether it was through therapy or through reflection, it's or, or learning what I can af- affect negatively or positively, you, you learn about yourself and learning how to uh it's uh like I said, it's a process, um but you but you gotta love yourself to uh To get to where you need. I hope you guys check out that Orville episode. I hope uh, you guys are liking Miss Marvel. I I don't want to see any negativity. About the actress. Or the culture. Or anything like that. Uh, I hope some of these movies are going to be on your top ten. And and I hope you guys listen to the whole episode. Everybody love everybody. Uh, We're getting close to the end of Cinema 7. And I appreciate everyone. On the last episode, I'll do a big thank you to everyone that's helped me on the podcast. I do still love people and care about people in my own way. And I acknowledge that, you know, I'm not the best. and I'm not perfect, but I'm working on being better every day. And I hope you are, too. Peace out.